Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Now and then I gotta put my hood on when the when the song is too good, just so I can just get in the zone. No, that was good. Uh, back at it again. Hoop talk. We're doing session episode three, season one, episode three. Um, we are talking about the good and juicy job stuff today. So uh, we'll get straight to it. Job openings. Anything in particular uh, about this job opening topic before we dive in? Well, you know, I think. One of the, the interesting things this year, um, you know, you said there's a lot of, lot of jobs have opened so far and a lot of jobs are going to open, you know, still to open. But I, I think one of the interesting things is the speed in which some of these jobs are getting filled yeah. Yeah. and the lack of speed <laughs> that, that others, you know, look at, you know, uh, Florida Gulf Coast and South Dakota, how quickly they moved. Um, and there's some others we'll talk about, but then look at, um, and actually East Carolina is moving quick too. look at Maryland and Louisville and how, you know, how slow they have moved is nuts. Um, so I think there's some, some ADs out there. I mean, actually, and look at Georgia, look what Georgia did too. Georgia moved fast, really fast. You know, so I think some, some ADs out there have done a really good job of kind of, uh, and you know, every AD in their country has a list in their top desk drawer of, you know, if they make a change where they're going. And I think some of these ADs have jumped on it, done a good job and have kept their programs, you know, uh, going and, and put them in a direction. But I, I think some of these guys that are taking a long time are really hurting themselves. And, um, you know, I know we're going to talk about it and we'll get there, but, you know, we'll keep talking about Maryland and Louisville. Like, what, what, what the heck, man? What is, what, what is going on? But um, it, it's really good to see some of the, these guys that, that move quickly and, and have made some really good hires so far. Yeah, and Illinois State's probably in that same boat too, right? Like they let go of their coach while the season was still going on. Some people thought that wasn't the best way to do it. But they didn't drag it out. They made a decision quickly so they could move forward. And um, so to their credit, you know, you got to give credit when it's due. They they had a plan. It doesn't mean it has to be approved by everyone else, but they had a plan. So, all right, we're going to jump in a little bit differently than last time. We kind of just touched on some jobs last time. This time we're going to kind of dive in a little bit more. But 
we're going to start at the lower levels and just go straight to hoopdirt.com where you can see uh, this information. We'll go quick. Juco, anything new that's been posted? And then obviously the biggest job on there right now is probably Howard Junior College. Yeah. Uh, Mark Adams was the head coach and won a national championship. So that's probably the most coveted one on there right now. But anything new that's posted here? So, you know what? So it's been it's been a little bit quiet right now. But like I said, and, and I, I talked about it, you know, on Hoop Dirt, and I've talked about it on, on, on some other places. There, there are um, five Division One junior colleges right now that, that are that are opening or open that mm. I just haven't been given the okay to put on there yet. But but they're coming, you know. So there's some really really good jobs coming. Like you said, Howard's probably the best one there. Um, if you look at Anoka Ramsey, it's a good you know good Division Three junior college. But there's some some heavy hitters coming. Um, so I think you know look for this list to get a little bit bigger probably in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, keep an eye on Juco. We'll move up. NAI, anything on there that kind of sticks out to you uh, in the NAI realm? Um, you know, some 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 pretty good jobs have opened so far. I think a lot more are coming, but, you know, Iowa Wesleyan's a good job. Midland's a good job. Point Park is a really good job. Um, so there's some, some pretty good jobs there now. Uh, Southern Oregon opened yesterday. Uh, Coach McDermott was there for like 26 years, so I think that, that can be a good one. Um, but you know this list is not a, not a ton on there right now. But I, I would expect that list to double or triple in the next month. Um, I think you definitely see some more movement down there. But some some pretty good jobs for now. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you kind of talked about this with the trickle effect of uh, COVID and a lot of places that were kind of like smaller college, maybe trying to figure out budget wise, can we make a move? Can we not? And a lot of teams at the lower levels have made some moves, and you kind of talked about you think that may be why. Yeah, I do. And, and especially, you know, when we get up to the division twos and division threes. Um, yeah, I, I think because there were a lot of, you know, you had two years in a row, you know, 2020 in that off season, nobody was making a move because the world was like shut down. Right. And last off season where teams didn't, you know, a lot of teams didn't play full schedule. It's kind of, you know, hard to uh, uh, evaluate on that. And I think now it's starting to catch up and, and, you know, like we've seen with, with a couple of a bunch of jobs that have opened, you've got guys that have had better records this year than they did yeah. in 20 or 21, yep. but now's the time to make a move, you know, things are getting back to normal. So I think that's been the, the thing. And I think you know, there'll be a lot of division three and a lot of D division two openings. And, you know, there's, there's a good amount of division threes now. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the division threes. We got those. Yeah. Pulled out. yeah. I mean, if you look, I mean, some, some really good ones. I mean, the big one up here is Springfield college, you know, Charlie Brock had been there for a long time. Um, done, done a great job and, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a really good job. I think that'll be probably, you know, that'll go to someone who is a former player at Springfield or a former assistant coach there, someone in that Springfield family, uh, pretty, pretty tight family there. Um, but, but also some other ones, you know, Ohio Northern can be a good job. Oberlin, very good academic school, good job. Um, DePaul, really good job. Carlton just opened, pretty good job. So, so there's some some good jobs there now, um, but but more coming. You know, without without a doubt, a bunch more coming. Um, so I think that that'll get a little bit busier at that level as well. Yeah, DePaul kind of one of those. Also, you mentioned them. They're one that's known as kind of one of the more premier D threes. Um, all right, so let's slide up to D two. Get into this D two realm. Anything that sticks out on the D two level. So D2, obviously, uh, you know, Metro State, MSU Denver, that, that's a big-time job. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of guys chasing that one, a lot of Division One assistants in the mix there, and, and, and a lot of, you know, sitting Division Two head coaches looking to move up a little bit. Um, Grand Valley State's a really good job. 
uh, Blooms, Bloomsburg can be a good job. And uh, Anderson, which just opened today, we reported on it yesterday, just opened today. Uh, I've got my phone's actually been ringing off the hook about that one. There's a lot of guys that, that are going to be chasing that one. Um, they think that can be a really good job. So, you know, keep an eye out on those. But like I said, I, I think, you know, looking at this list now, I mean, in the next three weeks, four weeks, this list will probably triple at the Division Two level. I mean, yep. I think there's a lot coming at the Division Two level. Is are the ones that have already been filled? Cameron, Fort Valley, uh, Quincy. Are these? Are Jeff Boshi? Obviously, that was recent. Most of these are recent hires. Or are these? Yeah, you um, saw so a couple like Fort Valley, Montez Robinson. That was done in the middle of the year. Cameron was done in the middle of the year. Um, you know, Boshi and Boshi at Pitt State just happened. Hawkins at Quincy. That Quincy University, great, great hire there. You know, he was there. 20 years ago, you know, became the head coach at Western Michigan. Now he's back. So I think that's a great hire. Um, so there's some, some really good one. Actually, you know, speaking of that, the one I, I neglected to say, you know, Missouri Southern is obviously open because Jeff yeah. Boshi to Pitt State. And that's Missouri Southern's a great job. He turned it into a really good job. So um, that's another good one to, you know, there'll be some um, Division One assistants chasing. Yeah, a lot of Division One assistants have reached out, like you said, on MSU Denver. Yeah. Uh, super, super coveted job. And not only from – down, but people wanting to move up, like you said, other Division II coaches, NAI coaches. Yeah. Uh, Todd Thurman, I believe, is the AD who used to be uh, a head coach at Southwestern in Kansas. No, excuse me, in Oklahoma. Uh, so he's got some. He's got some. He's a former basketball coach, and I would think, from what I've heard, kind of being a little bit close to the situation statewide, that uh, he's looking to definitely make. A pretty big time hire thinks is one of the top ten jobs in Division Two. Um, some may differ. Some may some may differ on that, but they've have had a lot of success and tradition as far as um, you know making deep runs. And uh, so yeah, be interesting to see what happens on that one. Yep. Uh, um, all right, I'm sure there's going to be more, many more added to the list. I will move up to this Division One world. We'll only go half at a time because there's only there's plenty <laughs> to cover on this one. But uh, yeah. What what uh? Let's just start with Western Michigan. Anything that sticks out to you that you kind of know or? Yeah, want? no. So you know, like you said, that that one was kind of a setup from the start with Clayton Bates getting it a couple years ago after Steve Hawkins was forced out, and you know he took you know he was making half the money that that Hawkins was making. So, um, you know, Saudi Washington from Michigan is obviously you know a big name here because he played there. Um, so, you know, other than that, there hasn't hasn't been a ton of talk out of there, yeah. um, but but I think that's a pretty good name there, and I expect to have more more soon. Um, but that, that's that's what I got for Western Michigan. Yo, that makes sense. What about uh, what's the next one up? UMass. Yeah, so a lot of talk around UMass. Yeah, so this is an interesting one up here, and obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a New England guy. I'm up here, um, and the UMass job is interesting on a, on a lot of levels. So. Um, um, about a week ago, there was reports coming that uh, Kamani Young, the associate head coach at UConn, like done deal there. He's the guy that hasn't happened yet. I, I think there's some other good names that, that are involved or going to be involved. Um, look at Jared Grasso from Bryant. Um, I think that's a step up in league for him. Um, uh, Bashir Mason from Wagner, Sheen Holloway from St. Peter's are good yep. names there. Um, one one that's kind of starting to make the rounds a little bit today, which I, you know I I don't know um, is Frank Martin, who just got fired mm. in South Carolina. He's an interesting name there. Um, you know UMass is um, 
you know, it's an Atlantic 10 job, pretty good facility. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that, that Frank Martin's interested in, but that name has, has made a lot of waves up here today. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good gig for the right person. I mean, I think you can win there. You, you can get guys. So um, but some, some pretty good guys involved so far. Yeah. I think that's one of those things to keep an eye on is with a lot of these jobs is who is the next uh, high major coach. To have one of these jobs. They would be available. And now they are. Um, all right, let's move to Tulsa. Uh, obviously, we had so I'm, I think I think about when I think about the people that get let go in these jobs. Like I think uh, Tennessee did a great job years ago with Rick Barnes. Just like okay, you're leaving Texas, we're 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 taking you right away, and it's been a perfect fit. Doesn't always happen like that, but it seems like there's usually somewhere along the way where one of those happens like that. So keep an eye on those. But yes. D1 opening, Tulsa, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, you know, obviously Search is, is pretty new and fresh here. Um, a, a lot of names making the rounds. Um, you know, one of them, Paul Mills at Oral Roberts, obviously, you know, pretty pretty close by there. They had a great run last year. Um, Kim English is getting a lot of play here. Obviously, you know, when we talk about Missouri, too, he's going to be making there. Um, but, but you know some other interesting names that got that got bounced around a little bit today. Kyle, Kyle Keller from Stephen F. Austin, and then both the you know the Suttons, Scott Sutton and Sean Sutton, both got mentioned there a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think it's still early. KT Turner from Oklahoma, I've heard him there. I think it's early here. I don't know where this is this is headed. I think DHR has this search, so really in the in the opening stages. But I, I think we'll should have more in the next week or so on this one. Yeah, for sure. Those names uh, make sense. Keller tied to uh, Oklahoma State. Dad is kind of a player in that state, and uh, the other guys are old Oklahoma State guys, the Suttons, and you have a current ORU head coach, which is in Tulsa. Uh, you mentioned KT Turner, who's associate head coach. I believe he's associate head coach at Oklahoma, uh, if not assistant at Oklahoma. A lot of a lot of Oklahoma ties. He's recruited Oklahoma and done a great job there. Um, you mentioned one other one I forgot. What was, what was the other one? Kim English, I think you got him all. Yeah, Kim English was insistent there uh, as well. You know, I thought it was interesting that um, St. John's head coach came out with a statement kind of saying he was staying. Again, that's your neck of the woods. But his his name probably was mentioned for this job maybe more than anyone at first. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, Mike, Mike Anderson was definitely a hot name for this job, you know, especially, you know, what, what he had done at Arkansas and, you know um, – but he, I was, I was surprised too to see he came out and issued a statement today that said, you know, right, looking forward to being back at St. John's and, right, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it's, you know, it's an interesting move that he, that he's headed back and that he's not messing with this Tulsa job. But, um, yeah, I don't know I, I, I was definitely surprised to see that because I think he would have been the the leader here at Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if it's one of those where it's like the smoke and mirrors where people have to do that. And then they end up at the press conference like, well, I didn't know they were going <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you know, it, it could be, I, I don't think it is in this case. I mean, I do think. No, I would think not. I would think not. If you go that far, normally you're not, not going to do it. If you knew it's going to happen, you probably wouldn't do that. So. Yep. yep. Citadel. The Citadel. So, so three names have been kind of making the rounds here. Uh, obviously Ed Conroy, uh, was the former head coach there, left the Citadel to go to to Tulane. He's now uh, an assistant at Vandy. The thing about Conroy is uh, Citadel and like their 112-year history of basketball have only had two 20-win seasons, and, and he had one of them. 
so I, I think he's he's sniffing around here and would have a chance. Uh, Doug Novak, who was actually an assistant to Ed Conroy at the Citadel, and then went with him to uh, Tulane. Uh, he was actually the uh, interim women's coach at Mississippi State last year. Was not oh, nice. um, he's going to be involved, and then the kind of one who's who's kind of sniffing around. Who, who you know, I, we'll see. But is is Bobby Lutz, uh, former head coach of Charlotte? He's now uh, on the administrative staff at Ole Miss. But he, he's, a, he's a really good coach who's been around a long time. and Yeah, uh, won a lot of games. He really kind of got, in a lot of ways, wrongfully fired maybe at Charlotte. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like more personal, but they won 20-plus games. Won really every year he was there. It was it went at a high level and yeah. uh, hasn't been able to land back in a head coaching job since. I know he was with Hoiberg for a little bit of Iowa State. I want to say maybe even back in Nebraska. And now you said he's at uh, Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? He's, he's, he's a great coach who knows the game and knows the area. Um, and I think he's he's involved here in some way, shape or form. Yeah, it makes sense also to, to look to hire Conroy back after having so much success. <laughs> Guys have had form, good formulas doing that. Uh, so one of the big ones that's open going to one of the big dogs now, South Carolina. Some people speculated last year, obviously, Frank Martin. Uh, took him to the Final Four, I believe it was in 15 or 17, yeah. and well-respected, a matter of if he can coach or not. I think people know that. Similar to Bruce Weber, just great dudes that people root for, and uh, at the end of the day, sometimes the teams are just – programs are just ready to make a move, and they chose to make one. Uh, this is a not the sexiest job in the SEC, but it's the SEC head coaching job, and some things can get done there. What are you hearing? Yeah, no, you're right. It, it's it, and it's too bad that that you know it, it's hard with some of these jobs. You know, it, it, especially in the SEC. You know, you don't have a lot of staying power, a lot of longevity, and you know, it's kind of what have you done for me lately? Like you said he went to a Final Four in 2017. It's 2022, and and they kind of ran him out of there already. So uh, it's too bad because he's a great coach, and and I think he'll land somewhere. Um, and I think, like you said, it's an SEC job, maybe not the sexiest one. And and I think the one thing that that Coach Martin said a bunch of times was. You know they built a new arena there, and it's really big. Mm. And, uh, if you don't, if you don't fill it, you know, even if you get ten thousand people in there, it st- still seems pretty. Uh, it can be big and empty, you know. So not necessarily the home court advantage that some other SEC teams have. So right. uh, an interesting job for sure. But like you said, an SEC job. I think one name that's going to come up a lot, that's going to come up with uh, every high major job we talk about, is Matt McMahon from Murray State. Mm. You know, the, the season he's had, this this is it, man. This is the year for him to to get something. Um, and, and this could be one, um, you know, people talk about Mike Boynton at Oklahoma state, just because of his ties with South Carolina. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know that that's a better job than the one he has. And if that's something that he'd, he'd want to do. Um, Dennis Gates has been an interesting name mentioned here from Cleveland state. Another one, Ryan Odom from Utah state. Um, you know, his dad, Dave was the head coach there, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, a name that I actually really like there is Lamont Paris from Chattanooga. That oh, one's then. starting to make rounds a little bit, um, and, and a real long shot. You know, probably not going to happen yet. But but obviously, BJ Mackey, who's an assistant at Wake, played at South Carolina. Great player there from the area. You know, BJ Mackey. You know, probably one day will be the head coach at South Carolina. I don't know if it's now. Um, so right. so those are some of, the, some of the early names kind of being mentioned there. Um, so we'll see where that one kind of goes. Yeah, the Mike Boyd one doesn't make sense anymore. Maybe last year people were buzzing on that and. Maybe it led to him, you know, being able to secure. But, I mean, he got a pretty massive deal at Oklahoma State and it doesn't make sense to go that way to a place that 
ultimately is a harder job from the depth of the league as you look at Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. And he's done just such a good job at Oklahoma State, recruits Texas so well and just so beloved in that area. And uh, I think when you were talking about it, we talked about this on episode two, people, when we were coaches, you get to recruiting afterwards. And like I think I saw on their timeline, they got a big commit just like a day or so ago. So they, they've already locked into the next one and kind of building. So, yeah, that one doesn't make as much sense, but I do like the names that you mentioned for uh, South Carolina and definitely a sneaky uh, job in the SEC that, you know, to do what Frank Martin did, I don't know that many people are going to follow forward South Carolina. So he'll definitely be remembered in the highest regard. It's just, again, unfortunately looking for a change. Uh, I missed one that's in South, South Dakota, which looks like there's somewhat of some news coming here. An assistant uh, in the Pac-12 looks like he's securing this job or has secured this job and will be announced as quick as tomorrow, it sounds like. Yeah, so I talked about this. We got this one late last night. I talked about it last night. Yeah, Eric Peterson from Utah is is getting South Dakota. That one's going to be officially – he'll be officially introduced there tomorrow. Um, he he was a former assistant of South Dakota. I think 2014 to 18 he was an yeah, assistant. For Craig Smith before exactly. they were run to Utah State. Yeah, so he followed him through. and But, you know, so I think it's a, it's a good hire there. But, but you know, and this is you know, what we talked about a little bit. South Car- South Dakota opened last Friday. Yep. They fired Todd Lee, right, last Friday. And now this is Tuesday, and boom, 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 they got it done. So, you know, like I said, I think that's an athletic director who kind of knew what he wanted, had this thing lined up, and then and, and is going to make a really strong hire. So, yeah, I think, absolutely. You know, really, really, you know happy, happy to see that, happy to see they, that get done quickly, and I think they've done a good job there. Yeah, Peterson's good. He knows what it takes to win there. He's done it, like you said, with Craig Smith uh, already. He was a junior college head coach at Williston State as well and had success. And uh, anybody that knows Eric just knows he's putting – he's rolling up his sleeves. He's going to figure it out. And uh, good basketball mind, good recruiter, good all-around uh, basketball coach. So looking forward to seeing that press conference. That'll be some fun and good news. Uh, next Division One job. Uh, kind of haven't heard a lot on this one. I'm going to skip one and go straight to Sacramento State in California and go to uh, San Diego next. But anything here in out of Sacramento State? I know there's interim. You know, we usually root for interim coaches when we can. Uh, anything you're hearing, if they're going to keep the coach there another year, what are they looking to do? Have you heard anything? Yeah, so we're not getting a lot of – not getting a ton of names out of Sacramento State. From what I heard, uh, it does not sound like Brandon Laird will be back next year uh, he's the interim now um but you know they've been really that that's been a tough search to get anything out of right um, so so we don't don't have a ton there yeah no problems at all and hopefully like I said you never know interim situations are so tough if you ever yeah. been in one man you know, you know unfortunately they didn't have a great year either but you never yeah. know uh, you know in this day and age you never know yeah and i'll go to one more um interim on the west coast that was filled uh, by a co-conference champion and just talk about Seattle real quick. And Chris Victor, co-conference champion, just great to see him get the chance to have it as his program. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I'm so happy that they, they took care of that quickly, removing the interim tag, you know, from, you know, obviously a lucky situation there at the beginning of the year with, with uh, Jim Hayford and, you know, Chris Victor really settled the ship there. They had a great year, young, energetic guy, um, and you know, it, it's nice to see, see guys like that, you know, who put in the time and effort get rewarded and, and, and it's nice to see, you know, 
right towards the end of the season, they, they took away that interim tag and good for him. Uh, well-deserved. So that was a good one. I love that they did it before the year ended and he got to go into the conference tournament knowing this is my program. Whereas TJ Johnson did not get that luxury last year at Texas state, although he's won back to back now and back to back coach of the years uh, last year, they, they drug their feet on that one a lot more. So glad to see it for Seattle. They didn't do that. Uh, WCC big time conference right now, three teams in the tournament. This league is uh, as good as it's ever been as far as getting teams in the tournament. What's uh, what are you hearing on San Diego? Yep. So San Diego, you know, I think it can be a pretty good job there. You know, they haven't been great lately. The couple names, you know, Darren Savino from UCLA, his name's being bounced around. Uh, Mike Burns from Boise State, former San Diego assistant. Um, so I think those two have gotten some play. You know, maybe Dave Velasquez from San Diego State yeah. is or could be involved. Um, and, and then maybe a, a, a current Division One coach from the area may be involved. Hmm. So, that's yeah. So, but you know, and again, who you know, it, it's it could be a good job, I think. Uh, but those, those are the names that, that I'm kind of hearing right now. Yeah, one name, uh, sleeper name. Don't know even if he's interested in the job. But David Patrick could make a lot of sense in San Diego. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's been in the WCCs at St. Mary. He's in the St. Mary's tree. Did a great job at UC Riverside. Decided to go back to the high major level. And he's a guy that, to me, could get it done in, not only in the WCC, but at a place like San Diego. And, you know, this is I guess whatever Australians don't go to St. Mary's could now go to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, David Patrick, just a WCC yeah. guy. That, that would be a good name there. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like he could do a great job there. All right, going East Coast, Rhode Island. This is a big-time job. Has some great history. Uh, anything you're hearing on that? Lamar Odom is not coming back to coach. I know that much. No, he is not. Probably not you know, Mobley either. <laughs> you know, you, you said this can be a really good, you know, really good job in the Atlantic 10. Um, great facility. I think two of the early names here, uh, we mentioned one already, Jared uh, Grasso from Bryant. You know, yep. Bryant from Rhode Island. He's done a good job. He's done a great job there. Took him to the tournament. Obviously, there's a step up, so his name's being mentioned there. I think he'll be involved. And an interesting one that has been making the rounds is uh, Richard Patino from New Mexico. Um, mm. He just got to New Mexico. He's got a good deal out there. But um, he's an easy – he went to Providence. Um, you know, so that, that's a, that, that's that been a really interesting name that's that's actually, I think, got some pretty good traction there. So uh, yeah. we'll see. And you know what? I mean, it's 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 a good A-10 job. There's a lot of other guys chasing it. There, there's some uh, head coaches from maybe the CAA that, that are going to chase it as well. Um, so I'm curious to see how this one will – this one will play out. Yeah. What is your thoughts on the Patino idea? What, what's your thoughts on that? Um, there's, there's some other really good coaches out there, you know, so I, I, I don't know, you know, I, does he make the jump? Like I said, he's, he's an East coast guy, but you know, I don't know if that's the fit right now. Is that what, what URI needs? Um, you know, again, I just, you know, personally look at a guy like Jared Grasso and see all the hard work he's done. I mean, he built Bryant from a, you know, division two program and, you know, now they're in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and, um, you know, you look at their facility compared to URI's facility, and it's it's night and day. Um, yeah. you know, so to to put a guy like Jared Grasso, the, the way he can recruit, put him in the A10 with a, a really good facility and uh, pretty good budget, you know, I think, you know, that that could be that that's a legit possibility here. But I, I would expect over the next week or so, we're gonna hear some more pretty good names too. But like I said, there's definitely uh, a couple small, I don't want to say small college, a couple guys from from 
some uh, conferences a little bit below the Atlantic 10 that are chasing it pretty hard too. Yeah, I would think some of the same names for UMass would be involved in this, right? We kind of saw that last year with uh, Hofstra and what is it? Uh, what am I drawing a blank on? Uh, where, where Kyle Neptune is? Oh, Fordham. Fordham right. kind of has some of the same names. Yeah, yeah right. you're right. Yep. Kind, of, kind of same league, same similar area. So I could definitely see some of those same names that are mentioned for UMass being people that would be interested in Rhode Island and Rhode Island may be interested in. So, uh, but definitely a good job. And uh, whoever gets it will be excited about that move because it's a high level, high level place to coach. Uh, Omaha, not necessarily the, uh, the sexiest of jobs, but head job is a head job. And obviously that league uh, is a league where you can win in. So yep. thoughts on Omaha. Yeah. So, so three names that have really kind of come up here, um, you know, obviously Alan Huss from Creighton, uh, has been yeah. a big one. I think that's been an early target. And, um, you know, I've heard from a couple of people that I, I don't know if they can afford him. <laughs> right. uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but two other names that have picked up a lot of steam and, and you talk about not affording people, but obviously Chris Crutchfield from Oregon. Um, but he's, he's an Omaha alum. So, you know, maybe, know that. yeah. So maybe he gives him a discount. I don't know. And then the one that's an interesting name is, uh, uh, Ali Farouk Manesh. Yeah. That's my brother. Yeah. He is, yeah. you know, obviously great player, um, you know, so and, and that name's kind of made the rounds a little bit. So those – What's you know, the guy there, I wonder? So Colorado State assistant, he's a, uh assistant that made the shot uh, yeah. for Northern Iowa to beat yep. Kansas. Yep. And I think he made another shot that tournament too, but had a sweet 16 run, kind of a magical run with Northern Iowa. Is a big part of Colorado State and what their success has been, kind of the right-hand man to Nico at this point. Yep. Uh, so him getting a head coaching job doesn't surprise me. He definitely has earned it. But curious yeah. to tie here. I don't know if there yeah. is. is That's there a good point. Yeah. You know what? I don't know the hook. I don't. But, you know, this is, you know, one of those things, you know, you talk to another guys. Yeah. Like these are legitimately the three names that, that always come up. And he's always in there. So it's got to uh, be a little bit of uh, something to it. So I think the – this is random. But we played at an event in, uh, when I was at IPUI at Omaha. And their director of operations, who's now an assistant, is a Northern Iowa teammate. So I don't know if maybe there's a plug there. Who knows? You never know, but name makes sense. He definitely would do a terrific job. Um, and yeah, he's going to be a terrific head coach when he gets his chance. So uh, on to the next one. I think this was relatively new. I just got the call yesterday morning on this one. And looks like Mike McConaughey has retired and uh, Northwestern State and Southland is open. Yeah, so right, he just he retired yesterday, and and I think you know, I mean, this this you've been, been smoked there for a little while. I mean, it, I think okay. this has been coming for a while. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, this just happened yesterday. It's early. Uh, I think one guy you have to look at is obviously Jeff Moore, the associate head coach okay. there. He's been there sixteen years. Right. Uh, you know, he's been there. You know, through some some good times, some bad times, but again, a loyal guy that's been there sixteen years, okay. sixteen years. So, uh, you know, I haven't heard names yet. Like I said, it's so early, but I would assume Jeff Moore has got to be in the mix somehow with that job yeah i would agree i would agree i would hope that he would uh, the only thing that's hard about those things when you're there so long is like do they like that you've been there that long or do they almost wish like well hey you've been here and you've been a part of because they haven't won as recently now they used to be a team that won the league and uh was team going to the ncaa tournament and having success they haven't been that in a while um so you know, if you're winning, normally the assistant almost always gets denied and has a chance. When you're not winning, sometimes the administration may want a new outlook, even though he wasn't the head coach. So I do hope Jeff Moore gets it. He does 
deserve that opportunity. But as far as I know, they have hired a search. Uh, I think I have the search firm in my in my phone. But anyway, they have hired a search and looking forward to, you know, it sounds like a little bit in communicating with around the situation. It sounds like people with Louisiana ties. So if you're a division one assistant or even a smaller college head coach uh, that has division one, I mean, Louisiana ties, I think you may have a shot. So that's what I'll say about that one. Um, With you on that one. I think it's a good point. Very good point. Big time job again in the SEC, Missouri. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I'm going to start every high major with Matt McMahon. (laughs) You know, who go Matt McMahon? Rightfully Uh, so. But then, you know, but but then honestly, you know, and I don't know if Kim English is ready for this yet, um, but his name will be obviously mentioned there. but but some other interesting names, Grant McCaslin from North Carolina. And the tie with Kim English is the fact he was an assistant there as well and played it. No, he didn't. wasn't assistant there. He played there. Played there. Yeah, Kim English played at Missouri. Played in the NBA. He's doing a great job at George Mason in year He's one. He's probably been a head coach for a year. But and you know what? Like, you know what? like earlier with B.J. Mackey in South Carolina, he'll probably eventually be the head coach there. Kim English will probably be the head coach at Missouri one day. You know, I just don't know if it's, if it's, if it's now. Um but you know, said so some other guys, uh, Grant McCaslin from North Texas, keep coming up there. Uh, Todd Golden from from San Francisco has been mentioned. But one I really like that, that has kind of started to make the rounds a little bit is Dana Ford from Missouri State. Yeah, uh, he's done a really really good job there. He he can, he can coach, man. Um, can really coach. Yeah, so that that's that's well, one that's in that uh, and they're in the NIT right now. Yeah, they're in the NIT. They're yep, they're still yep. playing. So I, I thought that was an interesting one. Uh, so we'll, we'll yeah, uh, we'll see what I'm up there. Yeah, Missouri's a uh, good job in the SEC. Definitely another one of those guys, Conzo Martin. That yeah, it's the hard part. Like all of these guys that were at these high majors that no longer either had great success at high majors already. Um, had great success at a mid-major and moved up. Uh, Conzo Martin's had great success most of the places he's been a head coach at. Been a head coach at Cal, been a head coach at um, Tennessee, been a head coach. Was Now, was he at Missouri State as well before? He was. He was. At Missouri State. So he's he's been a really good head basketball coach, one of the great guys in the business. Uh, yeah. Just hate to see – I mean, anytime people lose their job, I just – it's a hard thing. But this is a great job. And uh, people will want to go after this job. So the names you mentioned definitely make sense. Uh, we'll go to the, um, Bruce Pearl's old stomping ground. Uh, some people have said that uh, he's going to be involved in this search. I don't know if that's exactly true, but what are you hearing on uh, Milwaukee? Yeah. So, so I've actually I got a really good list on Milwaukee. Like I think we've got eight guys that are legitimately involved here. Um, I'll just fire away here. Here's yeah. what I got. Um, and, and you'll see there's going to be a trend here um, with small college head coaches. But uh, J.R. Blunt from, from Iowa State and his assistant there. But then we've got Andy Bronkenma from Ferris State Division II, Stan Garrard from Southern Indiana Division II, Bart Lundy from Queens University in Charlotte Division II, Ben McCollum, one of the great small college coaches out there from Northwest Missouri State, Saul Phillips from Northern State, uh, Fred Watson from Miles College, great name there, and then Jason Shea, an assistant at Wake Forest. So um, those are those are some you know legit names there. Um, kind of interesting where you know you look all, all but two of those guys are small college head coaches right now that have really gotten it done 
um, at, at the level they're at. So, um, you know, interesting to see, you know, like I said, you know, two, two high major assistants, but six small college head coaches on that list. And I think that's a, that's a pretty legit comprehensive list. I mean, if, I, if I'm a betting man, I always say this, I'm a bet, if I'm a betting man, and I, I absolutely am, that that hire is going to come from that list of eight. Brian, I think you're on mute. I can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was trying to get out of the way. Uh, Jason Shea, two high decisions you mentioned. Jason Shea, J.R. Uh, Blount. Um, Jason Shea was the head coach at um, East Tennessee. Kind of had a raw deal by what most people think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So trying to put it kindly, but it was a it was a bad it was a really bad look last year, and he got on at Wake Forest. He had a great year. Be great to see him just back at the head coach division one because he definitely earned that. Uh, and the job he did was as an assistant, and then the job he did last year. And then Jr. Uh, big part of Colorado State's building, uh, part of Drake as well with Nico. And then this year, uh, Iowa State. Nobody expected them to be a tournament team or top twenty-five, and they were. So he's won everywhere he's been. But then all the other the guys you mentioned, guys that have won at a high level at small college, which is a great formula. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a biased. I'm biased to that because I've come up through that way. If you can get a proven winner who knows how to get it done with less than more times than not, as long as the recruiting fit can make sense, uh, I think no doubt you can't go wrong with any of those eight names you said from what I know. Right. right. No, I, yeah, I agree with you. And it's a good list. Like you said, I mean, all, all those names, I think they're focused in on something. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll stick with the M's. This is the one of the somewhat controversial names, uh, ones that's open, not names, but jobs that's open. Uh it starts with Mary, ends with land. Nobody knows what's going on here right now. Nuts, man. I mean, you know, this, this, you know, they named Danny Manning the interim back in December. You know, they've had a long time here. But here's, here's what I think's happened at Maryland, though. You know, two of their top targets, Andy Enfield and uh, Steve Forbes, both signed extensions, you know, oh. took them off the market. You know, I, I think that I, you know, I think that was their focus early on. Both those guys took them out of, out of play. Um, you know, I know Kevin Willard is probably in play there, Kevin Willard from Seton Hall. But you know what? Honestly, the longer this thing goes, the more legit possibility Danny Manning is going to get this job. Mm. And, you know, early on, back in December, I put the odds on it. I had Danny Manning like 100 to 1 odds or something crazy like that. You know, now if you were to ask me, I'd put him like 20 to 1 that he's going to get the job. Um, I just think the longer this thing goes, you know, the, 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 the other guys are hiring so fast. Guys are going to come off the market. Here. They're going to come off the board. So um, I, I just I'm surprised it has taken this long. Yeah. The one thing about a place like that, even if they take their time, they can get it right. If the only thing is, if you take your time and you don't get it right, it's like, hey, what what are we doing? You know, so I think that's the part where they can get it right, because there's so many people that are in the tournament now that are going to make runs that are going to be hot names. It's just the recruiting part has to fit in Maryland. You can't get somebody who doesn't fit recruiting in that area, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and it's not going to hire a staff that makes sense there. Uh, too many players from that area are going to Villanova or some of the other places that, you know, some of those guys need to be staying home, in my opinion. And I don't know as much as you know about this job, but you can still get it right, Maryland. I'm not saying Danny Manning is right or wrong, but whatever you do, if you're going to do Danny Manning, be decisive and do it. And then back him. Let him have a chance to be successful. Don't just give him a one-year band-aid. Uh, and if you're not going to do that, then figure out who you're going to go with and make it the right one. That's what I would say. No, you're right. And, and you know what? And the AD has actually, you know, come out and said that 
he understands how important recruiting the DMV is. Like he, recruit the DMV. So he, and he said, you know, whether it's the head coach or the head coach is going to commit to hiring assistants with the DMV ties. So, right. you know, so, you know, the AD is aware of, of kind of what needs to be done. So whether it is a Danny Manning or even a Kevin Willard, you know, you got to, you're going to have some strong um, DC, Maryland, Virginia right. assistants get hired there. Right. No doubt. All right, let's go to Maine. Speaking of East Coast, more of your neck of the woods. What you think about Maine? Yeah, so really, really tough job up in Maine. Um, you know, they, they haven't been good there in a long, long time. Facilities are lacking, but it sounds like you're going to start putting some money into it. So it could be a good job. Um, really, really tough place to recruit to, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, but, you know, you point point out Vermont, Vermont's gotten it done, so why can't Maine, you know, with a little investment of the program? Uh, I think the name that, that a lot of people want to talk about is Will Brown. Um, mm. Will Brown was the former head, longtime head coach in Albany, yeah, Albany league. You know, he, he, he's out now he's coaching in the PBA or CBA or whatever one of one, you know, one of these minor league BA teams. I don't know. Um, so his name's gotten a lot of traction up there. I know he's chasing a pretty hard a couple other interesting names. You know, I think John Gallagher at Hartford, I don't know that he necessarily wants this job. Um, and it's not necessarily a better job than he has, you know, until Hartford goes division three. <laughs> right. Um, right. So I think that's an issue. And I think there might be some, some thought that maybe they won't go division three, you know, if, if some other things happen there, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think, you know, someone like John Gallagher should be involved in the main job. Um, right. Jesse Bopp is a new England guy. He's the associate head coach at uh, Florida international. His name's mentioned a little bit. Um, I know there's a really good division two head coach involved. Um, and one name, which is not going to happen, you know, a lot of people want to mention Chris Markwood from BC because he's a main guy, you know, he's from Portland, yeah. Maine. Um, he, he's probably making triple at BC, you know, right. what he make it Maine, and, you know, Maine, you know, could be a career ender. So th that's not happening, but so, you know, uh, like I said, I, I, I don't know why they wouldn't, wouldn't hire Will Brown. I mean, he's, he's one, right. Uh, one in the league. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't, you know, those are the names I have there right now. Have they given you any indication on um, Jay Stedman, if he has a chance or not? Those are, those are always tough things too. And I've heard Anisha Curry mentioned just because she was just there, obviously with Portland now, I don't know if they would make that kind of a move, uh, that bold of a move. I don't know if she wants the job, but uh, those are names that were mentioned as well. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know about, Nisha Curry, like I said, I don't know if she'd be interested or not, and if that's something Maine would do, um, I, it, she'd be a great hire because she knows basketball. Um, yeah. But you, you bring up a good point with Jay Stedman. I mean, you know, early on, um, you know, we were hearing a little bit that he, he he will have a legit chance at it. You know, I don't know where that's gone. I haven't heard a lot lately on that. Um, right. No, you know, he's he's a good guy. You know, he's he's a really good guy, and I'd like to see him have a chance. I I just don't know. I mean, he was only there for a year. Obviously, they weren't very good and made a change right at the end of the season. He coached them their last three or four games. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Tough. Always tough. Tough. Uh, anytime you're in those. Um, all right, we got two big ones, L and L. We got an LSU and a Louisville. I don't know which one you want to go first. We'll go Louisville first. Okay. Uh, just because. And Kenny Payne seems like he's still the name. Yeah. Not sure what's going on. Is it going to happen? It's not like the Knicks are in the playoff picture. Uh, what's going on here? So obviously, you know, when this thing opened up, you know, everyone talked about Kenny Payne, Kenny Payne, Kenny Payne, the Louisville guy, won a national championship as a player there in 1986 and right. you know, coached in some pretty good places at the college level with the Knicks now. Um, 
but honestly, probably in the last 48 hours, it's actually really picked up a lot again with Kenny Payne. Yeah. Uh, and, and it sounds now it's sounding like this actually could be pretty close to being done with Kenny Payne. Yeah. Then yeah. that like from from the jump like that should have been higher and they probably should have done it right away. But, you know, hey, as long as they get it right. But I, in my mind, it seems or from from what I've heard and from what I think, it seems like this is where that is headed right now. Um, you know, it just it just makes sense for so many reasons. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, I actually heard some of the same. So sounds like it's wanting to get done on both sides and just a matter of time. So we yeah. shall see. Stranger things have happened. Now, this other one. A little, little bit of <laughs> a little bit of uh, unexpected on LSU coming open when it did, how it did. We don't have to get into that. We all know the story yeah. enough. Uh, this is a big time job. Bottom line, SEC job. We've talked about a couple other SEC jobs. This is a big time job in the SEC. So it is. It's a big time job. Um, but obviously, you know, you're, you're going to have issues taking this thing over. I mean, there's going to be some kind of penalties coming down. Um, you know, you're going to need somebody who's going to be able to come in here and, and, and be kind of a calming influence and, and, and steady this thing for a while and, and get through some rough storms here. Um, you know, like you said, it's an SEC job. It's a big time job. I just don't know what, what they're going to do. Um, you know, Kevin Nickelberry is the intern right now. You know, he's been the head coach at Howard. He's been the head coach at Hampton. Um, you know, would they give it to him for a couple years just to keep this thing going? I, I don't know. Maybe um, some other names that have been mentioned, obviously, really, really early. Um, you know, someone like Andy Kennedy, um, you know, he, he's coached in the league before in the, in the SEC. And granted, he's at his alma mater right now, UAB, doing a good job. But, you know, the you know, it's a it's he said it's a big time job you know he could be a guy that comes down and, and writes you know comes in and writes the ship a little bit another interesting name that, that people want to throw around is archie miller who was at indiana you know i, I don't know i just think it's, it's such an you know for, for this job i don't think it can be like a young up-and-coming guy who's gonna come in you know i, I think it's got to be someone who's gonna just come in know they're gonna get you know get some penalties and have to wear it for a little bit um yep. You can kind of fix what's what's been done there. Um, so I'm just really curious to see how this one's going to play out. Yeah, I don't know if they're uh, I don't know if they're bold enough to do this or or smart enough. But I'm going to just go ahead and say Jerome Tang for this job um, for his Louisiana ties, recruited Louisiana as well as anybody, and what he built at Baylor from basically as bad of a situation you can be. Not only were they not good, but having that whole Dave Bliss situation they followed. He's been there the whole time. Um, I don't know. I think it will be a cool thing to be able to see. I don't know if they will. I'm, I have no uh, – no one's told me that, but I just like that hire for so many reasons because uh, I think he would do a hell, heck of a job uh, at LSU. Yep. yep. No, it's a good name there, and I think uh, we're going to get up this list a little bit and talk about him some more in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's go to Lafayette. This is one probably no one else is uh, probably talking about much. Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting job, you know, in the Patriot League, really good academic school. Um, you know, a, a lot of names being mentioned here. I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, are talking Marcus Jenkins, who's an assistant in Minnesota. His name's come up a lot. Um, I've heard that a lot, yep. um, I think so there's two uh, two Division three head coaches in New England. Um, whose name have, have come up a lot there. Um, so I, I think they're kind of focused on, you know, division three, division three head coaches from high academic schools, 
yep. um, probably slide in there. Both of them uh, with Division One experience, both were, were longtime Division One head coaches who are now Division Three head coaches in New England. Um, so I, I think that could be the, the the route they're going. And you know, you know me, but I can't always. I, I don't always like to say names. I like, of, I like it. Uh, well, and guys are currently coaching their teams, especially at the Division Three level. But but two really good really quality guys, you know, good division three head coaches at academic schools who've been division one assistants are, are most definitely involved there. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an academic school. It's a Patriot league school. It's a school that um, per how it's rated is rated as one of the toughest jobs in the league. So yeah, absolutely makes sense. And um, yeah, I say look forward to seeing who they hire. Kansas state, another good one, yeah. big 12, We've talked about Weber a lot, and obviously he's well-respected. Did some unthinkable things there. Won two championships, uh, one with inherited players, as people say, one with his own recruited players, but did an outstanding job. Unfortunately, it just is what it is. People want to change whether it's right or wrong, and this is another great job at the high major level that people will be excited about. Yeah, like you said, it's too bad. You know, one, one of the really good guys in college basketball – you know, Coach Weber and uh, did a great job there. And, you know, it, it just, you know, things happen. And, and like I said, the longevity at, at this level at some of these jobs, you know, it's it just not – you can't it's stay un, It's just unrealistic to stay too long. And it's not even that he didn't do a good job because they were on the door knocking in the tournament again. It's just sometimes uh, – um, it's such a what have you done for me lately at that level. You really only get a year, sometimes two – to not be as good as they want you to be. And it doesn't mean you weren't good. So I, I just – hard things well, happen at that level, but – Yeah, no, and you're right. And you know what? I, I think you look at Mike White going from Florida to Georgia, kind of making that move before it wasn't his choice to make it. Goes back to Shaka Smart last year, going from Texas to Marquette. You know, you got to kind of stick and move a little bit. And, um, you know, if you want to – if you want to – keep coaching and keep coaching at a high major, you, you do have to stick and move and not just stick it out. So, um, but yeah. you know, some interesting names here, um, you know, obviously the one that, that a lot of people want to talk about is Brad Underwood, you know, he's former K-State assistant. He played at K-State. He's from the area. He's making so much money in Illinois that, that I, I don't even know if K-State could afford him. Um, I know he's talked to people about, you know, there's obviously, you know, K-State being a, a dream job of his, you know, I just don't know financially or, you know, if this is the right time for that to happen. Um, but some other names, obviously, you know, you just mentioned Jerome Tang at, at Baylor. Um, yep. Heard his name here a bunch. Obviously, Matt McMahon at Murray State with, with yep. what he's done. Grant McCaslin at North Texas. And then, you know, an interesting one, whether whether this this is legit or this is, is able to happen. But Frank Martin, you know, obviously Frank Martin had a great run at Kansas State. He went, uh, you know, 117-54 and 54 in his five years there. And, um you know, maybe it's the place for him to return. I don't know, but it's a really good job. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll have some other names, but those are the names we're hearing so far. Yeah, I actually read uh, Todd Golden's name mentioned with this job as well. And I actually heard uh, Chris Jan's name mentioned with this job, which I was a little surprised at. Um, and then similar name that you mentioned as well, uh, Missouri State. Um, Dana Ford. Gosh, I'm drunk. Ford, I heard his name mentioned as well. Just kind of in random uh, scrolls uh, from fairly decent, you know, sources. So some names that you'll hear for some of these jobs uh, consistently. You know, Jeff Linder's name hasn't been a name that has buzzed as much. Uh, he is on the Naismith list as well. So 
wouldn't be surprised if he's a candidate for any of these type of jobs. Uh, now, Nico Meddev, on the other hand, just signed another extension, as you mentioned, kind of with Forbes, also with Andy Enfield. Nico Meddev signed till 2029, I believe. So that's another one that's probably off the list of some of these. So Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, new, a new one opened uh, just today, I think. George Washington, was that today or yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, you know, and, and not surprising, I mean, you know, um, for whatever reason, just just didn't work out with Jamie and Christian there, and you know he he'd only been there three years, and there was some talk that you know they tried to make a move last year after year two. So you know, an interesting interesting right. spot. Um, you know, really really early there. Obviously, you know, one of the names that, that makes the rounds is James Jones from Yale. Um, you know, he was involved last time around when it opened up. Another one is Chris Caputo, who's the associate head coach at Miami. For whatever reason, his name has been mentioned there a lot. So. Um, you know, this one's so, so early, but those are two names that have come up a lot in the last 24 hours. Yeah, Caputo, I want to say, was involved with some of those 18 jobs last year as well, possibly. His name was kind of floating around a lot. Uh, he's done a good job in Miami. They're back in the tournament, so probably a good time to hopefully for him. I'm sure Larry Nega's kind of on his last few uh, legs there, so that would make sense um, for him to be at least involved. I don't know what the idea of getting it. James Jones makes a lot of sense. Uh, Coach Jones. So, yeah, curious to see. A10 yeah. is uh, it's got a few openings in the A10 right yeah, now. So, three openings in the A10 right now. So, we'll see how that plays out. Definitely curious to see. So, Florida, another one of these SEC jobs. The SEC is kind of open, and from what people yep. say, there may be more open in the SEC, but this is one. Yeah. So, last time I say this tonight, Matt McMahon, Matt McMahon from Murray State. Could be <laughs> and, you know right. what? Here's, here, here's a really good name for you, though uh, Anthony Grant. From Dayton. Yeah, I've heard you know, it a lot. You know, Anthony Grant spent 10 years as an assistant there under Billy Donovan. Um, yep. You know, he, he's, he had a lot of success at VCU, then went to Alabama, and now is doing a great job at Dayton. So, in my mind, Anthony Grant is a really strong name here to watch at Florida. Uh, I think, yep. you know, you're also going to hear Dennis Gates from Cleveland State mentioned here. Um, yep. You know, so I, I, I think, like I said, it's so early here. Um, you know, we'll see, but I, I'm a, I'm a big, big Anthony Grant fan with this job. Yeah. Makes sense. The unfortunate part for Anthony Grant, I think people forget this part. Anthony Grant had a final four level team when he had, uh, when it COVID happened, you know, had one of the best teams in the country, uh, obviously, uh, and Toppin had one of the best players in the country that year. And right. unfortunately just didn't get to play it out. And I think that's the part where people forget, you know, the, the NCAA tournament changes people's lives. You know, when you can do well in the NCAA tournament, you're, you are the person to get those jobs. Hence Andy Enfield getting USC uh, and, and there's many others, but yeah, just it's, it's unfortunate that they didn't get to play that year. I think they've obviously were right on the bubble this year. One of the first four out. Um, so yeah, he, he definitely makes sense and has ties to that place. Um, the next one sounds like it's all but done. Uh, it's an AAC job that is uh, East Carolina, and I've, yep. I've read it sounds like it could be close to done. What's the thought yeah, on sounds, this one? It does. It sounds like, uh, and I mentioned him a couple of days ago, uh, Mike Schwartz, the associate head coach at Tennessee. Sounds like this is all but done. I, I guess he has to be approved by the board of trustees, board of whatever, tomorrow. Um, but it does sound like it's a, it's a done deal. The AD at East Carolina had spent time at Tennessee, um, you know, 
So, so I think there's a, a prior relationship there. But again, this is one of these jobs where it opened on Friday and today's Tuesday. You know, we're talking about, you know, this was this was in reality probably done yesterday. Um, so, again, an AD who had an understanding of what he wanted, went out and got it done quickly. Um, like I said, it, it all it sounds like it's dependent on this, you know, and obviously these board of directors, board of trustees meetings are just, you know, rubber stamp approvals. But it just has to be approved there. And it sounds like that is tomorrow from what I understand. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, the Rick Barnes tree continues to yeah. I mean he's just good right now in the recent years is getting people jobs if you look at Chris Ogden got UT Arlington uh which technically was through Texas Tech I guess but um obviously you talked about Kim English uh Oliver got a Des Oliver got a job last year as well at East Tennessee uh right. Rob Lanier is in the tournament at Georgia right. State uh so he's done an outstanding job of helping guys get their opportunities to be a head coach and Swartz has been there with him the entire time and terrific job. And so good for him to get an opportunity. If that is to be true, we know it probably looks like that. So hopefully the board does approve whatever needs to be approved. Ball state. I didn't even know this one was open. I was yeah. sleeping. Like, and, uh, I didn't know this one was open, but uh, Indiana job in the Mac, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it just opened a couple of days ago. Uh, James Whitford had been there like nine years, you know, nine years. not, not, uh, Tough to be in a, in a spot that long, uh, and, and really early here. I think a couple of the, the early names, um, obviously we mentioned it before, Ben McCollum from uh, Northwest Missouri State. I think he's getting a little traction here, and then an interesting one. Um, so last off season, uh, Whitford hired Link Darner as as an assistant coach at Ball State. So Link Darner's there. You know, he was the former head coach at Green Bay, had a tremendous amount of success at, at Florida Southern at Division Two level. Um, so that's a guy like, you know, I understand the head coach got fired for maybe not being, you know, winning as many games, but Darner had only been there for a year and is a really good coach. So that, that's a name that's going to get some play. Actually had a pretty good amount of success at Green Bay and just kind of got a raw deal on that one as we all, you know, well yep. documented last year, kind of out of the blue and really kind of after job season was over, wasn't really expected and uh, had finished, I think third or fourth in the league and, and I coached in that horizon league and, he does a good job with his team. He's definitely a very offensive-minded coach that figures out how to win. And, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. And like I said, I mean, this thing just happened, you know, yesterday or a couple of days ago. So it, it's still really early here. But those are some some names that have kind of made the rounds early. I think I missed one, and I'll bring it up in just a second. But we got Alabama State left, Mo Williams left to go to Jackson State. Um no idea on names on this one. Anything you're hearing? Literally nothing. No idea. Couldn't tell you on this one. Yeah. Um, I, I know yep. Trey Johnson, the associate head coach there. You know, maybe he gets the bump. I mean, they, they weren't great. Um, you know, good good move for Mo Jackson to to get out and, and get to Jackson State. But um, I have not heard a thing. You know, obviously his job's not going to pay a lot. Um, you know, you're probably right. looking at probably, you know an assistant from the league. You know, if they don't promote Trey Johnson, so I, you know, I have no idea where this one's going to head. Yeah, pretty open. I mean, last year they hired Solomon Bozeman at uh, Pine Bluff. Uh, yep. He did a terrific job. He was an Arkansas guy. Strong, strong Arkansas ties. I think it came down to him and Sean Forrest, who was an alum. So maybe an alum from Alabama State, maybe somebody who has ties to that area. Um, Mo Williams had a big tie to the uh, athletic director at Jackson State. That's kind of why he went. Um, 
Evansville, is that one that's open and I don't didn't and I missed it, or is that one not open? Evansville is not so Evansville is not open uh yet. Okay, yes. uh, about two two or three weeks ago, Evansville's AD gave gave Licklider uh, a vote of confidence. But uh ah. two days ago, Evan two days ago, Evansville's AD was uh fired. So <laughs> so that you know, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And that's one of those situations where you know what ad goes does someone internally make a move and, and and you know get rid of the basketball coach or is it one of those where you know uh, we're going to hire a new ad first and then you know the new ad next year is going to bring his own guy in so does that save you know uh look lighter for a year i, I don't know uh, right. so that's an interesting one though where you know you get the vote of confidence and then the guy that gives you the vote of confidence gets canned a couple weeks later so not really. almost for that vote <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know that, that didn't uh, and, and you know i i've said it before I, I don't i don't really love those votes of confidence you know if you're going to give me a vote of confidence give me a uh, give me a new contract with it then I'll, then i'll take your vote of confidence is worth something right. but i get a new contract i your vote of confidence doesn't mean a heck of a lot <laughs> yeah it's tough very very tough um yeah final thoughts i guess i will bring up a couple hires so uh some some new hires that have happened uh, Florida Gulf Coast made a quick hire, decisive. Georgia made a quick hire, decisive, um, <laughs> which we mentioned a little bit. Um, who else was I going to say? Uh, Illinois State made a quick hire, very decisive after being open. Uh, we mentioned a couple that sound like going to be decisive in East Carolina and South Dakota. What's your thoughts on Illinois State, Jackson State, uh, Georgia and uh, Florida Gulf Coast, the the quick yeah, hires. Uh, yeah, good. And, and you know what, I, I I like that because that means you know a, a change was made. The AD knew why a change had to be made and knew what he wanted to correct it. You know, and it's yep. not just make a change to make a change and then figure it out. I, I think those are good. I think they're all good hires. I like when they they move quick. And and, and I think you mentioned it earlier. Whether you know whether the, the coach is going to have success or not, I, I don't know. But uh, you know what, you got to have a plan. And you got to stick to it. Those ads right. had plans and they stuck to it. Um, and, and to be honest, like if you're a coach, that's that's probably an ad that you want to work for. You know, a guy that says, "All right, you know, I've identified this early. Boom, 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 and we get it done." You know, rather than you know, you look at this thing in Maryland that's dragged on forever, or even yeah. Louisville. Louisville's a different situation where he's an interim ad, but um, you know, it's tough. It, 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 it's a tough, and you know, it's a tough business. Uh, but but I'm glad to see some some quick hires. Um, you know, I, I think you know that there's you know, for, you know, unfortunately still a lot more jobs that are, they're going to open in the next couple of weeks. So I think yep. it's going to get busy. Um, so we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep up to date on all that. Right. Yeah. The Mike White hire, definitely an extreme opposite type of personality from the former coach. Yeah. Um, and good for Mike White to get a fresh start in a place that maybe uh, they would relish at the success he had at Georgia to have that at Georgia, or excuse me, at Florida, at Georgia right now, probably. So to have that kind of postseason consistency and also to have, um, you know, the success he's had in the regular season. So I think that, I think that was a good move for him. It sounds like from what I understand, uh, majority of his staff is going with him. Um, so good for them too. always like to see that. Um, I like the Florida golf coast hire. I don't know a lot about it, but I know enough to know. I mean, Pat Chambers was already had already, had a high major job at Penn State and was out and they were decisive. Hey, this is the guy we want. We want to go with his model. We've seen what that looks like and we think that can work here. Um, 
Illinois State, I think people probably thought it was going to be maybe this name, that name, but it felt like a high major assistant was going to get it, and it, and they did. And uh, I don't know the gentleman that got the job from Ohio State, but obviously Ohio State's had great success. So just like to see guys that are regionally in that area get a chance. So love that one. And then um, the Mo Williams one, I mean, he's, he's, he's on the Dion train now, man. This is Jackson State's going to be all about pro athletes. And I believe is uh, it's the Jackson State – Okay, yeah, so that was not Jackson State. But anyway, there's two former pro athletes that are uh, putting Jackson State on the map, and obviously Mo has a great relationship with them, so uh, kudos to that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's all we got for the show today, man. Any last, any last thoughts on – so I thought this at the beginning. It seems like there's more jobs open before the start of the tournament and open and closed – I mean, there's 24, I believe, that's open right now. Roughly, there's already been probably six jobs already, and we're not even through the first four yet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, 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 a, it's a good uh, observation. Um, and you know me, I'm an old guy. I'm an old school guy. Like in, in the old days, you'd get to the final four, and that's, you know, everyone's interviewing at the final four. Right. You know, you know, the ADs are flying out to the final four. You're interviewing head coaches at the final four. This is where you get it done. You know, now – you said that these first four games just happened tonight and all these guys are getting hired. So um, right. there's a lot of jobs open, but there's a lot of jobs, you know, filling quickly, um, yep. which, you know, and, 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 you know, just with the landscape of college basketball with recruiting and the transfer portal, like you can't sit, you can't sit and wait, you know, you, you need yep. to get a guy hired because if you don't, you're going to start losing out on guys and, and you can't, right. you can't win games without players. So you, you got to get not, guys. And not, only, and not only started to jump in, not only the new guys, you're going to miss out on, the guys that can return, your guys will be gone because you're taking too long to hire a coach. And they're just like, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to wait around. And I think that's probably what's changed a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up. It's a great point because I think that's has a lot to do with what may be going on too. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep your guys, you gotta go get guys. So, you know, the quicker you get this done. Um, and like I said, just the, the, the difference now between, you know, ADs flying to the final four and that's still going to happen and guys are still going to get interviewed at the final four but so much of the stuff getting done beforehand is nuts um, it's Man. just crazy and I think I think a good part about it though like if there is good things that come from the pandemic some things are not good things like these new streaming things like we're doing right now are good uh, but one thing that's also good is the fact that people figured out how to hire and recruit without having to do it the old school way so mm -hmm. I think now that people have figured that out, it's like, okay, let's use that to the advantage, even though it's not the global pandemic that it was, let's just use this to our advantage and get the guy we want and be decisive. So yeah, kudos to, to those that are taking advantage of that in that way, because long are the days anymore where you got to bring in all these candidates and see campus. It's like, you know, both sides being decisive is cool to see uh, all the way around. So yeah, I think that's what we got. We got episode two and three done. This is three all done. Uh, any any last words, man, before next week? You know what? Uh, you're on a roll, man. I, I love doing this with you, man. I, I appreciate it. I've had a ton of fun. We're going to keep this thing rolling. But, yeah, we got three episodes, season one, episode three in the book. This is awesome. This is awesome, man. Yeah, stay tuned for more. We can't wait for next week and uh, be more tournament talk, too. So thanks so much. You know where to find us. It'll be on Hoop Dirt. It'll be on All Access. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark and create your legacy.